have you ever dated a fat person? You're asking me if I've ever like smelled a flat, <laughs> like unclothed. Well, because you're talking me? about you're talking about it, so I I assume you mm. have some experience to justify no, that. Yeah, I'm not interested no? in fat. Okay. But you can smell you can smell fat people without okay, them so, Okay, so we're <laughs> going you know to <laughs> we're gonna no. No, we're gonna strike uh that man's comments no, off look, the table. Look, I'm not because I, I told you I, I practiced no experience. The phone, tried to realize it all. Mama says she's worried growing up in a hurry. Yeah. Come on home, girl. Mama cried on the phone. Too soon to lose my baby at my girl should be at home. But try to understand. Try to understand. Try, try, try to understand. He's a magic man, Mama. Hey, what's up? All right. <laughs> How's it going? Dap, man. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, it's been annoying. You know, uh, the people out there won't know, but we have attempted to do this for a really long time. Um, I don't know why things don't work the same way that they worked the last time you tried to use them, but for whatever reason, these machines just, uh, I don't know, they're just not as reliable as you would hope. The older I get, the more stressed out I get when I do have technical issues. And I don't think it's because the technical issues are worse. I think that I am just, uh, um, I have like imposter syndrome as like an old, old bitty. I'm like, oh, I'm the person that I probably would have judged 10 years ago. I think for me, at least, it's just that the, like, I think I maybe expect too much out of these these devices because the systems that I'm starting to learn about or that I've been using have just gotten more advanced. But oh, that yeah, too. <laughs> again, maybe it's just maybe there's a user error here. But with me trying to advance with the things I know I can do, it I I'm still gonna blame it on the devices. Yeah, Just being I also I feel like even when I was a kid and granted, as a kid, it was due to dial up. Um, I just think that I've always had a really short fuse with technological issues. Like if I like my patience for people is vast, um, unnecessarily vast, some might say. However, my it's the polar opposite with like, if the Wi-Fi stutters for even a second, like, I can feel my blood pressure rising. It's a problem. I get it. I totally get it. But, Ooh, all but right, I'm well, so... Itching yeah, to talk about think. Will Smith. Oh, again, right. I'm sorry. We're almost like a Will Smith fan club at this point, but, oh, it's just so I'm juicy. no fan. Not anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want to say we're a hate, a hate. We're not a hate podcast. We're not an anti-Smith pod. Um, they've just been doing too much lately. Yeah, you know, we've just, we've got to stay on the beat and keep letting the people know what's going on in the Smith family. So, and you know, they keep giving us, or in this instance, it wasn't them. 
so we can give them no. some credit. This was not their doing. <laughs> no. So what is the name of the guy? It's This is an alleged former friend. Well, not alleged. I think he really was actually good friends with him, with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, there's footage of them interacting throughout the years. but And so uh, he's like a oh former assistant, right? Yeah. Um, okay. And so- he... Let's see. Let me pop it up real quick. He alleged... Oh, shit. So Will Smith responded... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he responded to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, uh, Jada also responded and was just like, we're suing. <laughs> so Brother Bilal, that's the name of his former yeah. assistant slash former friend. <laughs> so he hops on a pod and he just well, here, starts... We can just play it. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, let's just play it. But just for basic context, a former friend of Will Smith's slash former assistant went on a podcast, started spilling some information he didn't really need to spill. I don't um, even know if I would call it information. I would call it lies. Well, look, I don't know if it's a lie. And the person in so the, the persons in question, both of both of them have had rumors swirling about them over the years. That is true. But that's also a very easy thing for a person who's trying to lie to take advantage of. But anyway, we can get mm-hmm. to, to all of that. We can yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, let's play the clip. His friend. Yeah. I was around before they had Trey. Jada was the woman that everybody wanted. And Will needed that validation to have that type of woman. You saw her say that Will Smith had a small dick? Oh, I am saying to you, if a woman is used to something the size of a baby leg and you come in with a pinky toe, there's nothing you can do to please her. You can buy her 80 cars. You can get her 80 yeah, private yeah, jets. If she's itching for that baby leg, like that. she want that baby leg. You can baby be that person so Again. much that they fall into <laughs> submission. And who needs enemies when they got friends like you? Oh, I yeah. can tell That's you true. what goes on in, in, on the inside. Everybody else is just speculation. Damn. Somebody told me I made my pictures in the book. You know, your, yeah, your picture's in the book and your name is in the book. So it's like, you're doing some real elegant pimp. I'm blowing you up. I love that. I'm I love it. you up. This is what Jada makes the new people do. And I ain't gonna say no, they probably been there after myself, mm-hmm. right? They will make mm-hmm. you <laughs> check into a rehab. Damn. And they'll pay for the rehab. Even though you're not on drugs, they're gonna pay for the rehab. And you have to go if you want to work with them. And then mm. I saw sexual acts that I when I walked in on. <laughs> Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. Okay. Hollywood is the hurry up and and, and wait game. Mm. So three minutes later after them telling me, hey, you got eyes on Will. You got we 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 need him to come watch this. So I'm running all over the the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, but I see his car there. Mm. I'm like, where's this guy at? Where's so Will? Now I'm holding Dwayne down too, so I have the keys to William. his dressing room. So I'm like, yo, and they're calling my, my they, I'm on walkie-talkie, and they're calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. And I'm like, yo, kind of fucked down. Like, I'm trying to find his, like, this is, this is unlike him, right? So, all right, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room, and that's when I see Dwayne and having anal sex with Will. <laughs> Let me process that for a second. There was a couch and um, Will oh, was bent over on the God. couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing, killing him. Murder. Killing him. <laughs> he murder. killed him. It was murder in there. <laughs> murder in there. <laughs> Murdered the bussy. Okay, so um, uh, what do you think? <laughs> I am like, 
Well, the first time I saw that, which was exactly like two hours ago, I my jaw fucking dropped, especially when he described um, William getting murdered on a couch. Murdered. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think it's Cap. I don't know. But I I do think that he. It's awfully convenient to be talking about this now, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's well. How do you feel? You're the you're the in-house uh, Smith expert. Yeah. So you know, um, there have been a few black celebrities that have. It's always men. Um, but there have been a few black male celebrities who have had these room, these gay, they've had the gay <laughs> accusations, the gay allegations follow them. Um, obviously, Will has had allegations that have followed him over the years. Um, and Dwayne Martin has also had allegations of homosexuality that have followed that him throughout true. his career. Um, which, you know, and, and hey, look, it's interesting. I don't know how much I buy the the idea that Will is like controlling of Jada. I don't doubt that there are some aspects of him and just period his personality, but also in their relationship where he has been controlling in certain ways. But uh, people say it. She has said it herself. Dwayne Martin famously was was a controlling husband to uh, I think I think Lisa Ray Campbell or no not Tisha Lisa Campbell. Ray. I think he was married to Tisha Campbell, but let me let me double check that just to be sure. But so, well, go ahead. I just think like, okay, granted, like if we are going to talk about, you know, as far as celebrity goss go, obviously this is juicy. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I just I don't know. It makes me feel icky. This feels like this isn't any of our business, you know. Um, I'm not saying we do gossip that here. we mind people's business. Yeah, all I the know, time. I know, <laughs> but it's like I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I've been feeling real fucking bad for Will Smith these days. Why? This I don't know. He just chose. seems like what was that? This is the life he chose. So I I, I I have my point together because I have confirmed that Dwayne Martin, the, the per, this, this relationship I'm thinking of did actually happen with these two. So he was with Tisha Campbell. Ah. As many people may know, Tisha Campbell made uh, sexual harassment, uh, assault. I don't really remember the details. She made allegations against Martin Lawrence. Um, that was oh. why at the end of the show, they didn't do scenes together. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. find out years later, she said that her husband was jealous of their relate, their off-screen relationship. And he basically, I don't remember, again, I don't remember all the details because this type of stuff's real fuzzy all the time. But it was either that he told her to say that he had touched her inappropriately or whatever, or forced himself on her, or that she felt like in order to protect herself from her husband's jealousy she said that that was the case because otherwise he would think that she was cheating on him. It was one of those things. Now, this is a thing I've heard happens in relationships where a gay man is married to a woman to, to you know, for cover. So that was the first thing I was going to say was as a, as a current member of the bisexual committee board, 
we can't we can't um you know just totally ignore the possibility that they are just bi dudes you know yeah. um i don't think it's always like oh gay guy uses woman as cover for being gay like he could just be bisexual and look it's holly weird too sometimes people just mm-hmm. do stuff just because they're freaky and they're rich and they don't have anything else to do they've done everything else you know all i'm gonna say is if i had to compare will allegedly having gay sex with a another man in that man's dressing room mm-hmm. to Jada having sex with one of her children's adult but younger friends who was in the midst of a substance abuse issue I he was I mean sick. Bo- <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't, at the end of the day, is this a big deal? I mean, I know it is because, like, these are some of the biggest names in Hollywood, period. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying in terms of the scandal of it all. Like, I, is this a, even if this did happen, allegedly, um, I don't know. I... I'm just I honestly at this point I'm more bamboozled by the fact that this motherfucker said baby arm multiple times. No, baby leg. He was comparing That was wild. Dick sizes. He's like baby leg versus pinky toe or something. I'm like, "Oh my god." Like If anything, if I was Will Smith, I would be suing him for saying that my dick's pinky toe. Yeah, that's definitely I wouldn't be that's definition of my dick. I don't like that. Um, also, why are you lying on my dick, bro? <laughs> also, well, yeah. Well, first of all, why does he know that? How does he know that? Is that from Jada? Because he, he walked in on he walked in on an entanglement. Oh, <laughs> he saw the entanglement God. allegedly. <laughs> that was Will's entanglement. Well, there you go. Though I will say, like at the end of the day, he didn't do anything fundamentally wrong by allegedly getting taken care of on a couch or murdered whichever terminology you want to use but he was cheating if this is true he was cheating yeah but so is jada you know yeah exactly like and we all and we all know that this relationship is just inherently toxic so this i guess that's kind of what i'm saying is like it's number one it's it's surprising just in a general sense of this being like big hot hollywood people yeah but in the in the if you took that away and you just looked at it in the confines of their relationship from what we know as the public, I don't think that this is the most surprising thing ever. And second of all, this is um not this is familiar territory for them as far as like uh you know um, monogamy or the lack thereof goes. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm more kind of like, this dude is not a good friend. I don't know what had happened behind the scenes. You have to have a really good reason to go behind your alleged friend's back like that to be talking about his pinky toe ass dick and how he was getting fucking destroyed on the couch. Murdered. (laughs) And, And if Will's not suing you then Dwayne's going to sue you. Like, I just don't understand the logic behind this. Like, true or not, like, obviously, you're going to get some big 
sexy lawsuits thrown your way by. I don't. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think that this. I don't think that's grounds for a a, a lawsuit. Like, I'm not I saying he'll be successful, but I'm saying he will be paying legal fees. He I will be paying legal fees. What kind of money do? I don't think this guy has any money to pay them, and they don't need. And he's any fucked. Money. I'll kind of draw like a comparison to the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation. That's an instance where a rich person suing another rich person. It wasn't about the money. It was about reputation. You have something to gain when the person who's making accusations toward you is considered to be credible. I don't believe people just like you. And again, even me to a certain extent, I'm just a little messy so I'm a little more willing to believe this guy than you are, but like, but he's not a credible source. He's just some random guy who well, I yeah. don't believe still works for Will Smith. So he could easily yeah. have like an alternative motive. For that's why kind of what I'm, I'm leaning towards is the alternative yeah. motive. Um, I I also like I ulterior whatever. <laughs> I'm an whatever. idiot. Whatever. <laughs> we spent like no one needs to know how long we spent trying to get our shit together earlier. So it you know, I'm I'm feeling a little fuzzy right now. I just think it was stupid. Even if it was true, like it's pretty obvious that even if it weren't <laughs> Will and Jada if it was any other like a list celebrity, there his ass is gonna get slapped with the lawsuit. And but again, I don't, I don't know. Think, it's I really don't think he'll get sued because because what I was getting at is you lend credibility to the accuser or to the slanderer if you do anything publicly. Now they but, may like, go behind the scenes and like threaten something, some kind of legal like they may threaten the threat of legal action if he continues to defame them but I don't believe well, there will be a lawsuit because that would be public. Wouldn't the fundamental, like, if there was a, okay, hypothetically, if this does end up being a civil lawsuit, isn't the, um, the expectation of proving that this isn't slander on him and not on Will, you know? Like, Will uh, yeah, doesn't, but, is the, Will is not, there to prove him wrong he has to prove that he was right to say what he said yeah but that's not really my point i guess my point is like in the grand scheme of things to me oh like whether or not it was it, it would even like be make worth sense their time. to do that yeah right exactly I, I don't believe there's any reason for either of these guys you know Dwayne martin i think he's an actor as well yeah, i he believe is. he is yeah i've seen him in some things i think but so, I mean, you know, he's a name, too, and he's been in Hollywood for a, a long time. Uh, neither of them have any reason to give this any kind of validity, because if they even acknowledge this outside of what they've already, or at least what I know Will and Jada to have already done, you're, you're making it seem like this, guy's, th this guy might have a point. If you get mad, it seems like you think he's worth getting mad at. <laughs> for context, for anybody listening, um, Dwayne Martin is an actor. He was in the 1992 classic White Men Can't Jump. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was in, he was in Above the Rim, The Inkwell, The Faculty. I thought he was in Above the Rim. Um, the rest of these, I don't think matter. So, but he was in. He was in some shits. Um, 
But, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just so, I'm so intrigued by this. And it's not even just because of the fact that it's um, Will and Jada. And if anybody here has listened to previous episodes, you know how invested we are as a pod in the, in the, in the Smith, the Smith clan. Um, <laughs> well, the but, book review is still forthcoming. We just want to give you guys a bit of a we, break from just, them. <laughs> we are trying our darndest. It is a, I think, what was it? 14 hour audiobook. I'm yeah, three hours I mean, in and I'm already, no, I'm just saying it's going to take some, it's taken some, you know, we got to get through it. I've got my notes, but yeah, we're, we're getting through it. But, you know, I just, I'm just saying like, regardless of the parties involved, it's just interesting to me because I haven't seen such a high profile actor, you know, like kind of tease the idea of a slander lawsuit in a while. That's interested me, I guess. Um, so it's, I am, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll give you updates if we see anything <laughs> juicy, but my God, the baby arm, can we not compare dicks to baby body parts? Cause like, okay, <laughs> no, he said baby like, okay, this is reminding me of Austin Powers. I remember in the third Austin Powers movie, Michael Caine playing Austin Powers' father, Faja, um, also compared a dick to a baby's arm holding an apple. Actually, I think that was in <laughs> reference to Vern Troyer's character, Mini-Me, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flashing himself because Michael Caine's character was just like, let me see what you got packing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you working like, with, bro? <laughs> he, he was like trying to distract him or something, and he's just like, that's like a baby's arm holding an apple. My child self was just like, I don't even know what you're looking at right now. I literally didn't even know what that he was exposing himself. He also compared it to him standing on a tripod. I didn't know what a <laughs> tripod was. I didn't know what he was looking at. Oh man, I love those movies. It was a good Me time. Too. So that was great. I aggressively stand Beyonce and Mike Myers together at the time. I was a see huge that was fan. like a low point. That was a low point in the movie series. When I was young, like what? back in those days, I liked it because I really, you know, I was like a kid, so I thought Beyonce. That was, was hot. my favorite Austin Powers of the three. It it was my favorite then because I was like a child. Over time, because I've gone back and watched the movies. Over mm. time, I've realized that was definitely the dead weight in the series. You're insane. When, when did you most recently watch those movies? I most recently watched them, I want to say, two years ago. But I will you tell you. That? Yes. Okay, there's also no, there's for no context. Way. Okay, well, okay, she was, let me she, clarify. Her, her acting was horrendous. <clears throat> and yes. so I've seen yeah. her in some other movies. I, I, I like Carmen when I was little. When they did what the, about the, the one movie room? where she there's like some like crazy white bitch trying to like take her man from her or something. You remember I don't that? know anything about that movie. Oh. The only ones that she was in that I remember was and this one's for the real heads out there. If you really if if you've really been 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 rolling deep, you know about Carmen a hip hopera. I know about that one. Hip uh, Dream Girls. Yeah. You never seen that? No, I'm not a real head, nah. I guess. 
Yeah, no, you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta watch that. It's it's not like a it's not a great movie, but it's just an interesting movie because it's like a an adaptation of that Carmen uh, opera or whatever. And it's so, like, I think Wyclef was in it. She was in it. Oh. I think. Uh, Carmen. I've heard so much about you. Hopefully nothing too bad. Mackay Pfeiffer, Beyonce Knowles, Mos Def, Rod Digger, The Brat, Lil Bow Wow, Wyclef Jean, Jermaine Dupree, Carmen. Uh, yeah, she she was in that movie, and and it was it was again for me as a kid, it was cool because it was like dramatic, and you know my favorite stars were in the movie and stuff. Yeah, but not a big, not great. But so like Cadillac Records, Dreamgirls, those are the four movies okay. I know of that she's been in. Well, um, you're forgetting about Pink Panther. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I never watched that one. Um, well, for context, the reason why I do think that the third one is the best is because that's the one that I had on DVD. And for that's a few years, uh, we didn't have cable. So... I don't know if any of my uh, uh, fellow non-cable-having-ass kids out there also just aggressively rewatched movies to the point where you've probably seen it uh, more than should be allowed. And the third Austin Powers... <laughs> the third Austin Powers movie was one... I got that mm, DVD in the bargain bin at a, a <laughs> Sam's... Not Sam's Club. It was the Sam's Music. It was like the CD store. Okay. It was like the Sears of music stores in the well, early 2000s. Well, that should tell you something about what what people's opinion was about the movie. Oh, come <laughs> it on. Up, when I got that, it was years bin. old. It was in the bargain bin because it was old as shit. They were closing. Come on. Like everything was, was in the bargain wait, bin. Was it a used copy? I'm no, guessing no, not. No, it was just... No, it was... No, it's because they were closing. <laughs> Because so everything it, was in the bargain. It was, an it was like the blockbuster of music stores. Uh, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. So it was in a bargain bin. Okay. Like if you're asking it was me in a if it's a good bin. movie, objectively, it's a dog shit movie. No, but no, no, I no, loved no. it. I loved it. I'm just saying. I don't believe. I don't even think another Austin Powers movie was probably in that bargain bin. That's again. I, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I would like to establish a petition. Um, to just the entirety of Hollywood to stop doing remakes of anything or reboots or sequels or prequels to anything that has come out within the last 30 years. If you want to do a remake of something from like 1961, cool, do that. If you want to do a remake or a reboot of Austin Powers, I'll kill myself on camera. I will. I I I can't hand. I cannot stand this. Like when they did that new Space Jam with LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> I do think that LeBron just did that for his kid or something. So that's yeah. Like I'm not yeah. mad at him, but I am mad at uh, Warner Brothers for allowing that to happen. Allowing? They're Warner Brothers. Allowing? Yeah. What am I saying? <laughs> it wasn't like anybody was banging at their door like we want Space Jam with LeBron. You know. Nah, um, nah, that's just easy money. That's no, I'm happens. just so fucking sick of it. Like, I am... And this isn't a hot, spicy take. I just wanted a rant. I'm so tired of it. I remember, like, in the 2010s, it was, like, especially bad for horror movies, if anybody's into that kind of thing. But, um... 
now it's just anything. They're they're just like it's just lazy, and I'm exhausted by it. And I think it's a waste of money. It's yeah. a waste of money and time. Yep. So stop. Um. So they're doing a reboot or a redo of the Mean Girls movie, and I guess the idea is that it's supposed to be like Mean Girls, but for Zoomers, or I don't know. You said they've got this thing called Gen Alpha. Maybe it's for alphas. I don't know. But, Why do you say it like I pulled that out of my ass? Come on. Well, no, I, I've actually heard people refer to this after you were... You were just the first person I heard refer to this. Oh, okay. I so thought you were I, saying I, that I just made it up. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you did it first, but then I started hearing other people say it, and I was like, oh, wait, uh, okay. so this is a thing, apparently. But it's such a... Uh, Zoomer is such a short period like that's such a small generation if the anyway that's not relevant or important but mean girls so they're doing a redo of mean girls um yeah i think it's for well, zoomers <laughs> i guess this is pretty topical because i was just saying like stop fucking making remakes of shit that's yeah. like not that old exactly i didn't even think about that um yeah let's uh let's peep this out really quick all right Move. Hey, PG-13, please. Oh, God. What was that? Tina Fey. Regina George. Don't look her in the eye. You could be really hot if you change, like, everything. I met a guy in the summer and I left him in the spring. Welcome to health and human sexuality. We'll be getting into abstinence, of course, then followed by in the spring, condoms and choking. You're learning things now that I don't know how to teach. Are you okay in there? We're concerned you're either doing drugs or having a toilet baby. Ew. We, as women, have to be able to support each other. Get in, loser. Welcome, Katie. Um, really all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, I don't, I'm not, not obsessed. Nah. I'm, um, I'm not particularly intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, Sorry. You know, I, I already don't like this. I don't like that they're trying to remake everything. Yeah, I think that's already lame as is. Um, yeah. It, I, you know, regardless of this particular movie that they're remaking, but you this the, looks even worse. Yeah, <laughs> so it does. It does just look like a bad movie. But to me, I think like what Hollywood execs or producers or whoever the fuck thought this was a good idea. I think what people are not realizing is that when you are remaking i think that they want to remake something with the purpose of generating money for the nostalgia clicks you know but what you're doing is you're setting the bar to an unattainable height like you you can't do that if you want to make a movie like this just make an original movie you can use essentially the same script um foregoing like the hyper specific references um and just make a new movie like just make a new movie with uh original characters and shit and at the very least it can just be judged as it is as a standalone piece of work and not um you know like a bunch of really angry millennials comparing it to something that you cherished in your childhood right you know, I, I just, I don't, I literally, I do not understand the logic. Well, 
I do because they're all like 70 years old and they're stupid. So, and they were old when Mean Girls came out. It's all these fucking old retards just like being like, I want more money. Let's just regurgitate shit and they'll buy it. They'll watch it. No. I mean, yeah. somebody will, but I'm not. <laughs> and I think yeah. a lot of people are kind of on the same boat. I think people in general have been pretty vocal vocally critical about um exactly what we're talking about just like remaking things that don't need to be remade um that are just literally like timeless things that don't make sense to reiterate yeah it's like you're not it's at the very least you're not even doing like a prequel or a sequel you're doing like it's just that I guess this technically could be like a sequel because they're, it's, you know, it's the same uh, characters in different positions, I guess. I don't know. Um, so is the idea that this is like the same school, but this is happening years later? I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that's what the case is. I have not done my Mean Girls research on this movie, but... I, I think that the gist of it is that uh, these are like, this is like the new generation, but it's like, you know, the other characters are still existent in this, this uh, universe, this yeah. Marvel cinematic universe of Mean Girls, this Mean Girls cinematic universe that they are establishing. See, I, I need to like read slash and well and or watch an interview with Tina Fey to actually see but if i were to know that this is either in the same universe and just happening later or in like an alternate universe that would maybe okay. make a little bit of a difference to me so i can i'll say it's highly probable that it is in the same universe with characters just aged because i while you are the Smith expert, I think I am the TikTok experienced person here. And I've gotten many an ad on there for this movie, but it is specifically with Gretchen. Do you remember Gretchen? Yeah, yeah. The fetch bitch. She so she she's I think she's in it, but she's older. Okay. And I think she might possibly be like a mom. I don't think she eh, I don't know. I don't think that she's like old enough to like do that i don't know but See, she's in it so and also tina fey's in it and i think that there were yeah. a few other people in there that i i can't remember like oh the like gym teacher dude that one guy well, no, i think that's a different guy i think that's john <clears throat> ham now and i think that no, was there was a dude in there that was like totally no he it was the same dude i swear okay i'd have to watch um more. i do think that it's it's the same like universe same like type of thing where people are just aged up and it's a new generation, you know? I just don't understand what the purpose of this is. Um, like, like artistically, I don't understand why this is happening. <laughs> there is <laughs> no artistic purpose yet. But I think that there are people involved who believe that there is an art. Again, Tina Fey is involved in this. I think that she legitimately, and that was my main question when I saw that this was happening. So, First of all, the, the the moment where I realized something was happening, but I didn't quite know it yet, but I suspected. So I'm sure you saw the Walmart commercial with the Mean Girls stuff. Mm. 
okay, so they launched a, a commercial, like a Walmart commercial, like a holiday commercial. And in the holiday commercial, it was basically a trailer for this movie, but I don't think they had announced it yet. So I think everyone just thought, oh, okay, they're doing like a funny little like kishy, uh, like it, they're reimagining the movie as if oh, they were doing it. we were pink. <laughs> it was like, it was literally like all the, all the annoying. That's the other thing I've noticed is people will always really glom on to the quotables from a movie or a TV show mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. were ne- that don't really say much about the movie that's or the TV show. That's not new, to be fair. But that's always just been weird to me. I've never under... But it also tells me I am either actually getting the piece of media, like I, mm-hmm. I am see- get it, receiving it the way the creator intended, or just I'm in some minority group of people who isn't getting it, but we, like, yeah. see something deeper. But... Anyway, but yeah, so they did this Walmart ad, and it was like, you know, they would like throw like a, a dodgeball or something, and it would be like, here, we have $5 dodgeballs for the, for, you know, for holiday season. And then it would be, you know, them doing like reenacting the, the little like talent show thing they did with the, with, with the reindeers and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like, and we have Christmas trees, and it'd like, you know, kind of spotlight all over on the Christmas tree on the stage with Christmas trees for $20 or whatever, you know, like fake Christmas trees. And so it was like that, and then I saw that this was going on. But So anyway, the reason I bring that up is because, yeah, I mean, I've seen some clunkers that Tina Fey's been involved in. I've always uh, had respect, yeah. but, like, I went to the theater to see Sisters with, with, with you know, with my now wife and, and some friends. That was a huge disappointment. Oh, God bless. She's been involved in some clunkers. I'm not going to act like she's... Some stinkers. Uh, yeah. But... There are people involved in this. Why are these people, like real people who have established careers, attaching their names to this bullshit? I don't understand it. Um, I mean, I think it's, you know, I'm not, obviously, I am not, uh, I've never been involved in the, like, entertainment industry, so this is, like, purely spitballing but i feel like people fall under two categories and that's like one you're a young person like actor uh behind the scenes individual intern or not you know like you are getting your foot in the door in some way shape or form and this is one of those um big names attached to it i think it would make sense on that end and then on the other end it's the people with the money and those are the people that I am the more perplexed by. I think it's you either have to be just like under the <clears throat> the like expected uh category of just like you know that this also yeah you know that there's a big name attached to this. There's a lot of a, a nostalgia. Um, you know that there are like multiple generations of people who really fucked with the source material. Um, so you assume that it's going to be a money, money generating thing. I'm not even going to call it art. It's like you, you, you just think it's going to make money. Um, or you could possibly think that something really good could come out of it. But I feel like with the amount of steps that presumably come with, um, workshopping this kind of stuff, I don't know how you could come to that conclusion at a certain point. I don't know. I totally but. see it. I think the only thing that can get in the way of them making like this being a box a box office smash 
is just the fact that it's not the right genre for making tons of money in this day and age. Like based on their metrics, the metrics that they've established, I don't know. That's why I'm in the dark on. I have no real prediction on how this movie will perform, is because they have decided that the only movies that sell are superhero movies or like mm. big, like like Oscar well, bait that is still big budget that still has every big actor. Those are the only two movies they think will sell. You know and what? So that's I think. Only... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying that's the only re- that's the only impediment that I see this movie actually coming across is that it's just not the right genre for being a huge hit. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, okay, I have two more things and then we can move on. But one, I think that if they had gone in a different direction with this, it could have possibly worked. Um, it's like very cutesy. It's very watered down. The original Mean Girls movie was not like that in any way, shape, or form. Um, whether you that be a testament to the time period it came out in, or the writing, or both, you know, it it it, it gave off not the same energy. And I think if you're gonna remake something, you do to an extent want to uh, appeal to the what. The same vibe that the source material gave off, you know? Yeah. And I think that if they had gone in a totally different direction with it, um, it could have done that. And honestly, like, say what you will about the dude that made Euphoria. I think that if he had gotten involved in this project and made it a little bit more icky, like sexy, like hype, like, yeah, like pseudo edgy type shit. I could see it garnering more attention in a positive way. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do that. So. Cause I see what they're going for. They're trying to do like more of a real thing. Um, like the actresses look a bit more like they would actually be the age of the people, like actually be high school age. And that was another thing I saw people talking about. And look, I'll preface this by saying, you know, I think I'm an all right looking guy. But I also understand I'm not like, I'm not a movie star. I'm not a model. So I want, anytime I ever have any kind of criticism or I just generally make an observation, I want people to know that I understand that more often than not, I fall into the observation I make. But those ladies don't look that great. They don't look like girls that would be like running the school. I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't see it. But again, I, I think that's kind of the point is like they want it to be more real. They had like a more diverse cast, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, the, the guy that does the Euphoria show, he's good at working with that kind of, you could either see it as like, as like a, a creative device or a limitation, depending on how yeah. you see these things. But yeah, no, he's good at, you know, he had like the trans character and all that type of shit. You know, they had all the diversity stuff in Euphoria, but they still managed to piss people off. He kind of struck gold in the way that I think the studio is trying to do in a way that worked. Where, yeah, it's like you get people who are just going to glom onto it and say, yes, I love it. And then you're going to get people who say, I hate it. But either way, both groups are going to be watching it. This, and this is kind of to your point, I don't think they're doing that here. There, there's not enough. It's, it's a, it's dull. There's no edge. I think that people who were, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I think that people who were like, who were there to watch the original movie when it came out are not going to be 
I think they're going to be disappointed. I think that younger people who have seen Mean Girls, the original one, um, and liked it to the point where they would go see this will also be disappointed. I just think people are just going to be disappointed. Um, and I'm not saying that if Sam Levy had gotten involved in this, that it would have been like, mwah, mwah, like piece of work or like beautiful piece of art. Um, but well, I'm saying it, I think that it would people. be more successful. And I, th- oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not talking <laughs> about that. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I think that like with the vibe of the original movie <clears throat> and with his success in not creating the same type of vibe but like i think mean girls at the time that it came out it it wasn't edgy but it was like kind of in your face about yeah, yeah. like high school dynamics realistic or not it was very like bah, bah, bah. it was just like you know this is how shit is it's not cute um and i think that he could have probably like a work of similarity to euphoria could have done a recreation of Mean Girls in this day and age a lot more justice than watering it down. Um, It's giving, like, current Marvel Cinematic Universe vibes of, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's fake and gay. That's what it is. <laughs> it's it's like South Park. It's like, put a woman in it and make her gay or something. Put a chicken in it and make her gay. <laughs> I, I, I but, was I was wondering if you'd watch that because that was really funny. I did. I, I, I did, time. and I yeah. also thought it was funny. I'm sorry if that offends somebody, but I thought it was funny because, like, Disney really <laughs> oh, is sorry, like. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like, to taper off of it, but also like to end it on a positive note. Do you, are there any movies in mind to you that you would like to see a remake of? Because we've talked a lot about how much we're. Sick and tired of remakes of shit that don't need to be remade. Is there anything that you would be like pleasantly surprised to see remade? I'm just going to say an immediate no. And I'm not saying that to get <laughs> out of contemplating the question. I'm going to no, say fair. it because no, that's I, don't totally fair. Trust, I don't trust anyone that these studios would hire to do that. I don't trust anyone who they would think of. And I don't trust a nobody that would feel as though they have to bend to the will of the studio. So, and the producers. So for that reason, no. I have some ideas of things that would be cool, like ideally, but that won't happen. So it's not worth even speaking about. (laughs) What about you? There you go. Um, I, (laughs) um, I, I like the idea of 12 Angry Men being remade. Because it was like such, it's old enough to the point where it's like, it's not fresh in anyone's mind. No one's going to be like, why is this being remade? It just got came out, you know? And I think it would be interesting because of like, just the, it, it is like a fundamentally like socially conscious film for the time. So to have something like that, where it's like, this is a good movie, but it is um heavily rooted in the circumstances of what's going on right now mm-hmm. and the material like the the just like the general plot of it i think is something that could be recreated and turned into something modern 
you know? So I think like what I'm predominantly sick of is people just like word for word, like same script, trying to make the same movie over and over and over again until we all kill ourselves. Like I want to see you take something that was good, but make it actually into like a new work of art. Um, and it could still be like a remake, but like make it new, make it fresh, make it make it sexy, you know? Yeah. But that's all. I don't know. Something like that. Um, or like a Hitchcock movie or some shit. I don't know. I mean, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, I, cause you know, natu- my brain naturally tries to pick things apart. The only way I can pick that idea apart is mm. that somehow, some way, they would find a way to make it really gay and make it really like woke. Trump. Yeah, like well, not even necess- like explicitly woke, but just like an anti-Trump thing. It'd be like we're seeking justice, yeah. and justice is getting rid of of, of the Jan Six terrorists. You know, <laughs> like well, I would really-, really like for somebody to make a like even just like outside of that mo- like that idea, but like for somebody to make a movie that is political, but it's like not. It, like to make it more nuanced than that like just make yeah. it make it something that we're we're in a very nuanced political climate right now like i think you have so much fodder to make a movie that would make everybody like open their eyes to something you could pick Absolutely. like even the smallest smallest thing you know um yeah. Just don't pick one of the three big topics and like heavily lean into one side. Like, don't right. be like, oh, I'm going to pick the uh, drag queens telling children's stories angle and then say that, you know, you know what I mean? Just like pick yeah, something yeah. like maybe talk about like like the, you know, like class issues that we're dealing with internally, like domestically, like focus maybe on the fact that people can't pay rent. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like pick something that could be uh, broadly appealing to both sides, but also isn't something that the media is talking a whole lot about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but you know, I digress. But speaking of people who lack nuance, you, you've got a, you've got a topic for us and I haven't followed this one closely. So I, I'm, genuinely going to be hearing what's going on here um but yeah yeah let's hear it we're gonna talk about the elephant in the room the the big bitch in the room um i (laughs) there's a coastline episode called big bitch (laughs) and i always think anytime i see like a big chick like i like 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 a not even tall just like big i always think of that (laughs) (laughs) oh lord okay fellas we're talking about amy schumer you probably might be sick of it at this point but i don't care i would love to talk about just the whole timeline of the fuckery of her not even just about the past month um because for any of the fortunate individuals who weren't aware of her pre-october 7th um Oh my god. Uh this bitch fucking Amy Call Schumer. Call it a career. <laughs> Amy Schumer has been a thorn in my side since I was like 12 years old. I like I you She's know, been I that like long. 
I'd like to think I'm a girl's girl, you know. I love to hold, I love to prop women up doing their thing. Um, but I hate this bitch. This bitch sucks ass. (laughs) This bitch sucks. (laughs) And she sucked for plenty of other reasons prior to this. Shockingly. Not shockingly. But um, Amy Schumer, in current news, if anybody is unaware... Uh, has just been, like, going full retard mode on Instagram. Well, she stopped a couple weeks ago. I think, like, her somebody on her PR team was, like, on their hands and knees begging her to stop. Um, but she has just gone crazy about how she thinks Palestinians are rapists and that... Uh, She's just like extremely Zionist. Let's just go with that. I don't know. I don't know how much you want to deep dive into what she's been going into currently. But if you've ever seen it, she hasn't deleted shit. If you want to just pop on her Instagram right now, it's at Amy Schumer. It's all still there. She hasn't taken it down. Um, She's doubled down. She's doubled down. She's tripled down. And she has quadrupled down on her stance because everybody and their mothers come at her. And just been like, bitch, you need to chill the fuck out for a variety of reasons. And she's just been like, no. In fact, I'm going to make this even more about me. A lot of people were really upset at her for being like fairly, pretty aggressively um, Zionist in regards to her, uh, how do you say, just like stance on the current situation going on, the genocide of palestinians and she has continuously like time after time after time just clapped back at everybody and is just like no i'm the most successful female comedian in the world no i am only the second cousin of chuck schumer i didn't get any clout from that no i, I just found out a week I ago i grew up poor even though my dad was a business owner no you know like just clapped back and told us off so many times you know and i don't know if she i mean if anything if there is a single thing in this world that i will give her i will give her credit for her unwavering stance on making everything about herself for sure very uh very that she did that um but uh if if you know you know if you don't Please just go to her Instagram and just see the last like three posts that she's posted. Um, you know, one thing, I wanted to. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one thing that I've always noticed is <laughs> I'm going to be delicate about my wording because I would like to be funny and. You don't have to with friendly. Amy Schumer. See, you feel this way like now. I feel this way all the time. <laughs> I don't think I ever uh, should tiptoe, but like I, I will tiptoe tip in what regards. Tiptoe in the sense. Are you gonna of, just like? Are you just like? Normally, I won't call a fat bitch a fat bitch, but Amy yeah. Schumer's a fat bitch. Is this literally <laughs> what you were about to say? <laughs> but see, the reason why is because I do disagree with her fundamentally on this, and I do disagree with like her whole who career. she is, like her whole thing, who she is, like yeah. as a comedian and stuff. 
Yeah. So I want to be fair and balanced. And so I'm not just going to call her a fat bitch. <laughs> Even though well, she, she is. <laughs> but, Whatever. Okay, you yeah. Know, well, one, one, thing, one thing I've noticed is, and I've always felt this way about uh, any kind of fat person. Like any pathetic fat person, because there are lots of fat people who are really cool. So I'm not talking about those ones. <laughs> I'm talking about the cool fat people, or the uncool fat people, I mean. I've Look always fat. thought it was, it's always been really bizarre to me how the most uncool, ugliest, stinkiest fat people are always the meanest fat Stinkiest. People. You, I mean, hey, look, if you've got that much, like, body, you have more stuff to clean. Like, there are, like, there are folds and stuff, you know. <laughs> you get what okay. I mean. <laughs> you're, you're diving into territory that I wasn't planning on going into, even with Amy Schumer. But pop off. Do you have experience yep. with these alleged flaps? Look, you can hate me all you want for telling the truth, but I will tell the truth regardless. <laughs> I'm just look, asking just... if you have personal experience to justify. No, no. The people out there can know I'm not fat and never have been fat. Now, I've gained no, some weight. No, I'm not over saying the years. that. I'm not. No. I'm not. Okay. Bleep that out. That man, I'm not calling you fat. I'm just asking, do you have any experience with fat people where you're like, yeah, them flaps are stanky and you stank and you suck and I hate you? Like, have you not ever like experienced that, that? No, just that have you them? been, have you ever dated a fat person? You're asking me if I've ever like smelled a flap, <laughs> like unclothed. Well, Is because you're talking me? about. You're talking about it, so I I assume you have some experience to justify no, that, yeah? I'm not interested no? in fat. But okay. you can smell you can smell fat people without okay, them so, Okay, so we're <laughs> going you know to <laughs> we're gonna no. No, we're gonna strike uh that man's comments no, off look, the table. Look, I'm not talking I, I told you I, I preface no experience. This. I'm not talking about all fat people. I'm talking about the gross ones. <laughs> And okay, gross, there's like smell a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of so the time. So, do gross, skinny people, to be honest? It's not the same kind of smell. That man, you know we went to a hippie ass liberal arts school where people were very comfortable walking around on concrete with no shoes and they were stanky as hell and they were skinny too. And I don't think that yes, that has to do know, with the weight, they were just stanky and unwashed. If you've ever had to ride a bus, around a bunch of fat people like constantly like like gross um, again i'm talking gross people though you may not you may not okay. be willing to admit it here but i will say it to all those out there who do know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about there are fatties out there that smell disgusting and that smell is different from the disgusting smell that everyone else is capable of having. You have, you have to be homeless. No, you have to be homeless to smell the way that a disgusting fat person smells. And the people okay. out there, they know what I'm talking about. But we can move on because th that's not really my point. My point is just I've always been amused by the fact. my point. You, you were amused by the fact that fat people smell sometimes? No, no, no. No, I was, I was, I've always been amused by the fact that there are lots of fat people who have nothing going for them. Like, because again, they're not cool fat. They're not like Lizzo where they're attractive. Like, they're a different type of fat. And they're still mean to people. That has always been really bizarre to me because I'm like, shouldn't you be trying to get people to, like, fuck with you? Why do you want to give people more reasons to not like you? And that's kind of how I feel about Amy Schumer. 
I feel like you're disgusting, you're a slob, you're a pig. You act like a pig and you proudly proclaim that you're a pig. And you're being nasty to people. I was going to clown you, but I will say that that actually brings up an interesting point. Um, I saw there's a TikToker I follow. I can't remember her name. I'm going to have to find it. But she is a a fat woman and she her her comedy is rooted on like clowning other people and just being like sassy and stuff and then she got uh she had like a what was it called like a gastric bypass gastro bypass you know what i'm talking sure. about um well you know everybody's hey, a cheater you, get at that how point. you live you know but yeah. so <laughs> she she had some like cosmetic surgery done and is not like skinny, but she's not as heavy as she was previously. And she had posted a TikTok about how people she her the reception to her content is different than it was prior to the surgery. And she thinks that um, people are less receptive to it. And so I've, I saw a lot of people respond to it by saying, like, I think you can get away with being mean a lot more when you're fat. Hmm, okay. And so that made me think about that. And I'm wondering if that also could be applicable to Amy Schumer. And you, we have to acknowledge at the end of the day, she's not the skinniest person ever, but she's also not like mega fat, you know, like yeah, she's. She seems like, fatter because of how slobby she is. Um, well, okay, so what I would say is, like, if we want to use, like, 2000s terminology, she's just, like, a chubby girl. Yeah. She's not, yeah. she's not, like, you're, you're making her sound like when she walks around, she's got, like, this, dun, 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 like, sound effect coming around. She's not like that. Like, if anybody's never seen her before, she's not like that. Um, I would argue that I probably weigh more than she does, because I assume well, she's, like, no. five foot four. You don't weigh more than she does. I promise but, you, you don't. <laughs> at the end of the day, okay, we are derailing so much. We're talking so much about how fat or how not fat she is. And I want to talk about how racist she is. That's kind no, of like. On. Is it racist to, is it racist to be a Zionist? <laughs> or oh, is I'm it, not even talking. No, I'm not talking some about. Okay. Thing? <laughs> no, this is like pre 2023 shit. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for context, I've always hated Amy Schumer, and my uh, accreditation for this is that the first time I saw her was on Comedy Central. I think I was like 11, 12 years old. Um, I saw her, and I, wasn't, I didn't immediately think that she was unfunny, but then she made like some joke about black penises. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. So you could make the argument that that is because I was a child and I didn't get it. But then she kept talking and then she started talking about like Mexican men just only basically being good for just working all the time or something. And I was just like, <laughs> And I'm not pretending like I was like this super woke 12 year old in 2009. I'm just saying yeah. that like, I was just like, this isn't funny. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. 
this is not a joke. You're just like up being up there and you're just like, oh, black dick. Oh, and I'm a fat white bitch. Oh, and they love me. Ha ha ha. And it was just like. Okay, and like, what are you, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to pretend like I was like, I was like the, uh, the quintessential white knight at 12 years old. I'm just like, damn, this is just not fucking funny. But over the years, I remember the, the era of the joke stealing scandals of the 2000s and 2010s. I specifically remember an iconic moment. This was iconic for me in middle school. Say what you will about Joe Rogan. But when he went on stage with Carlos Mencia and called him out for stealing jokes. And I think this was like in 2006 or 2007. Ooh, oh my God. That was like, it was beautiful. It was sexy and it was warranted. Um, So Amy Schumer is a habitual joke stealer. She's also just a racist bitch. And we can go into like a really brief timeline of joke stealing and racist jokes. I'm going to start with the racist jokes just because that's both easier and it's like a we'll we'll just do a speed round of Amy Schumer racist moments. Um, so here's a few handful of jokes of hers. And keep in mind, this isn't even like super old. A lot of these are also from like the 2010s. It's not like it's been 30 years ago or anything. Okay. But the one that I remember, she said like. Okay, she said, quote, unquote, I used to date Hispanic guys, but now I prefer consensual. Right. It's like, okay, that's not a joke. Uh, And then she said, quote, unquote, I think they would be mad if I brought home an Asian guy just out of confusion. They would just be like, I don't understand. Do you really want to fuck this guy? Okay. Where's the joke, Amy? You just said a racist thing for no reason. There was no joke even. You couldn't even justify that by being like, it was just a joke. Because it wasn't a joke. There's no joke. Well, you know, well this, this is what I'll say. is, And I, I don't want to step on your list. I just want to like quickly interject. But I don't think that these things are necessarily racist. And if they are... This is a form of racism I don't really care about. Uh, you know, the distinction to me between those two things doesn't really matter that much. My issue is, come on a stage to do comedy and be funny. <laughs> that's, that's, so, and that's what your issue is, too, essentially. Yes. Is like, yeah, just be funny. Like, this isn't funny. If you're, if you're gonna, like, this is how people can say th- certain things is because they get up on stage and they're funny. And there's some kind of, like, irony there or you know there's something about it where it's like oh okay like you got me you know like oh there's some absurdity like you know yeah (laughs) this goes hand in hand with what i was about to follow up that with so these are just a few examples there are multiple examples i remember being a kid and she had like a weird fixation i would say like fetishization of like black men in her comedy like it was like her jokes were always about how um, she had a big vagina and how like whatever variety of like non-white men wanted to fuck her and their their problems or something, but it being rooted in the fact that it was their race that was the issue. 
But, like, her response to criticism about it was just, like, it's just taboo because, quote-unquote, you can call it a blind spot for racism or lazy, but you are wrong. It is a joke, and it is funny, and I know it because people laugh at it. It wasn't a joke, and it wasn't funny. That wasn't a joke. You just being like, oh my god, my family is going to be so weirded out if I date an Asian guy, and the reason is because they're going to be like, do you really want to date that? Where's the joke? It's She's got some some little bit of a point there. If someone's laughing, and you're doing stand-up comedy, you are doing jokes, technically, like... If we're going to boil everything down to you like simple are... of definitions, okay, but it's not funny. It wasn't funny well, then. That's, that's what the is real... it funny now? But that's the real point. Is she's just not funny, and you know this. <laughs> this kind of and brings she said me it was to... funny, and that people laugh at it. So, but again, I'm certain there are people who laughed at that. Again, she was huge. This is the thing. I've seen people criticize her for saying she's like the biggest female comic of all time, or whatever. She's got a po- she's got a point to a certain extent what about the joan market- rivers joan rivers didn't have the market that amy schumer has had and that's kind of what i was getting at is like there are more fans of stand-up comedy today than there ever were so naturally if you have been popular at a certain point within this time span that stand-up comedy has been on the rise you will likely have been the most like the greatest or most successful comic like greatest in the sense of like success you will likely have been the most successful comic well she was doing it she her metrics were strictly financial and i don't think everybody's metrics of that are the same so you know that is totally subjective i'm just saying like bitch isn't funny but i saw people saying making the argument and this is an (laughs) age-old argument of the difference well not age-old but since we have since we've hyper commoditized (laughs) our our father's father's yeah, you know, like, since we've had this form of enjoying art, there has been this argument of what's greater, commercial or, like, just basically, like, units, commodity-level success, or success because people recognize that you are a craftsman or craftswoman at what it is that you do. And I agree um, with and understand your argument, because at the end of the day, she is not good at this. But she has been successful. And that is literally what she said. Even if she was implying that her financial success meant more, the fact remains, she did say that she was financially successful. And that's true. And so on that mark, I can't really argue against her. But what I say, okay. it's like, it'll be like an end then. And my end well, then is... Maybe we so can what? dissect <laughs> the whole post because I think that that was the most egregious thing that she had done. I have a theory on why Amy Schumer may have stopped saying all of the things that she's been saying. Well, uh, well bef- okay. I just want to say this before we even get to it, because I might okay. forget. But so, okay. what if Netanyahu reached out and he was like, look, we're trying to kill at least a million of these two million, get the, re- the other millions to just leave? And you're fucking up our game plan by pissing so many people off. We need you to quiet down so you can contribute to the cause. That's what I think may have happened here. Okay. So you think it's not just a, it's not like a, her PR agent. You think the, like literally BB like hit her up and was just like, hey. Yeah. 
Because, you know, he wanted to make it personal. encouraging too many people to not vibe with this because you're posting yeah. retarded stuff. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, hey, you want to be a hero like, for even, Israel? Even for Israel, they were just like, this is, like, not it. <laughs> well, not even that. Like, it's just no like, one likes this. It's not even that. It's just, like, you're getting in the way of our PR. Like, we're already doing enough of a bad job about... We don't care about PR on our end. So the last thing we need is someone else to fuck up the PR. We're doing... I say, we it's like they're already doing... Have. They're already doing such a shit job at it themselves. They don't need her help to, like, sink the right. ship further. Exactly. That is an interesting take. And also not something that I would... You know, it's something that I, I, I necessarily would be, I wouldn't be surprised, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, they've like, they've we'll spent enough the money. They've paid enough people off at this point. Um, they were like, that, we'll give you the accountant's honor, the accountant's medal, <laughs> if you just calm down about this. <laughs> we don't need any more help. You're, the best help you can give us is to just stop posting. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, it could, allegedly could be. Um, I do want to go through... Okay, you know what? We don't need to go through the, the extensive timeline of her stupid-ass shit. She stole jokes and she was racist. It's heavily documented. Um, I'll attach some links later. If anybody's interested cool. on YouTube, I have a lot. Um, it makes me sound like I'm obsessed. I promise I'm not. It just like happens every like couple of years, and it's funny to me because I knew about it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, but so one of the... Okay, I'll have two posts that are highlighting. One okay. is from uh, 32 days ago. So fairly recent to the October 7th situation. Um, she posted, and these are both on Instagram. The first one, it's a infographic type thing from at living Jewishly. And it's a star of David. And the font within the star of David is first they came for LGBTQ. And I stood up because love is love. Then they came for immigrants. And I stood up because families belong together. Then they came for black, the black community, and I stood up because Black Lives Matter. Then black they came matter. for me, but I. <laughs> then they, <laughs> to her especially. Yeah, no. And then they came. <laughs> and then yeah, okay. And then they came for me, but I stood alone because I am a Jew. Damn. Damn. Why'd they leave the Jews in the lurch like that? Why? You know, I, I really couldn't tell you. She's got a point. Because, like, all Jewish people are in favor of, of, of Israel, right? So, like, we left them all out to dry because <laughs> we didn't support this. <laughs> this one country with, what, like, 11 million people in it or something? I, I forget. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go into my own personal experience with this, but the amount of footage and just like posts about and from Jewish people, both it, both Israeli Jews and American Jews, um, who are like literally like 
being harassed by other Jewish people about being pro just even ceasefire. It's not even like you're not even the type of person who's just like uh dismantle the Israeli government, the the yeah, ethno fascist state type vibes. They're literally just like, hey, can we like ceasefire and like maybe stop uh genociding actively, well, you, know, you know? They're mad at the at the Israelis who are saying we need a ceasefire so we can go get the hostages. <laughs> they're mad at those people. <laughs> at those people. Like is I'm just going to say, isn't that interesting that the the families of people who have been kept hostage, and again, by all accounts, the hostages are living about as well as you can be as a hostage, but the families are just saying, you are actively and indiscriminate, like you're, you're actively indiscriminately bombing places, and you don't know where the hostages are. So anytime you bomb a place, you could be killing your own citizens. And you don't want to do a ceasefire to work with Hamas, who is ready to negotiate the transfer of the hostages. No, those people are, are, those people are terrorists. They're pro-terrorists. They're pro-destruction of Israel. They don't believe Israel has the right to self-defense. A lot of people like to pretend as if um, peace talks haven't already happened, like, historically with rebel groups in general but also hamas um that uh huh anyways uh what i'm saying is specifically like jewish people who are pro just even ceasefire like not even saying anything super edgy and awesome and epic um being like brutalized by other jewish people who are just like Fuck you! Like you're a traitor. Like, bleh, and it's just like, all right, <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, it's it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing in a lot of ways. Have you seen like the bullshit that Israel's been coming out with in the last couple of days? Last because they're always of days? lying. They're always lying, yeah, but like but the last like couple last... of days, their lies have been crazy. Like, so first of all, did you see the list? Um that they claimed was a list of Hamas fighters. And then well, the also for was, context, for anybody listening, it is, we're recording this on November 15th, and things change all the time. But no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but this list, people will know it if they, if they know or if they're paying attention. So no, there was saying. a list that they found. At, so after they had bombed a, a hospital, <laughs> mm-hmm. a hospital that was barely functioning because they won't allow fuel to come into Gaza. So, mm-hmm. you know... It's like you kick people while they're down. So they found a list, and the list they claimed was a list of, uh, of Hamas soldiers. And this was, this was basically their proof that they were justified in bombing this hospital because, well, yeah, this was actually being used as a hospital shield <laughs> to run cover for Hamas. Well, these people are such fucking morons. So the list was a list of days of like the week or something. That was the, those were what the, the that's what the Arabic was saying was like the day of the week or something like that. And then right next to it, it would be, you know, because it's a hospital. So it would be like maybe like on this day we work on this room or whatever the thing might be. So that was one thing. And so like the most basic oh. Arabic speakers were just like, uh, you do realize that says Tuesday, right? That doesn't say like, you know, 
Mohammed bin Jihad or whatever the name is. They it's think it's not like in the is. states no. where people are just named Wednesday and Tuesday and right, Sunday right. and stuff. And if that were the case, Jesus still context is king. There wouldn't be a Tuesday yeah. next to Wednesday's name. You feel me? But so that yeah. happened. And the other thing is they said that they found in the room of a child, like a child's room in a house that they bombed. They claimed that, that there, was a, there was a copy of Mein Kampf <laughs> that they believe was being held by a Hamas soldier. <laughs> and then the other like... thing... Mm. I know. And then the other thing they came out with today was that in another hospital, because they've been bombing multiple hospitals, <laughs> in today's hospital that they bombed and raided, the hospital that they acted as though this was the great conquest of this war. They put a flag on top of the hospital to say, hey, we conquered it. A hospital. You're such a tough, you're such a tough cadre of dudes. That big your boy. Big, win, big boy did yeah. a good big boy thing. Uh-uh. But you're such tough no. guys. That your big win was that you destroyed a hospital with women and children in it and then put a flag on top. That was the big win. But so they said that they had found tunnels that, again, they're trying to justify these attacks. The tunnels that they claimed existed were proof that Hamas is actually operating their, like, their cells underneath the hospital. Well, uh-oh, yikes. Uh, come to find out. The picture that they claimed was a picture of a tunnel was actually some other random fucking thing in, like, Europe somewhere. They don't even know how to make up stuff. Like, they couldn't get... Look, there are tons of Jewish people in New York that do graphic design <laughs> that could have created a very realistic-looking tunnel that for them. That is quite literally never, their passion. Right. That never has been... Like, this picture would have never existed in any other context. They didn't have to steal a picture from some tunnel, some cave in Europe or whatever. <laughs> like, this just shows you how, how, how complete, like, these people, either they are just downright stupid, which I do believe is most of it, or they think very little of us. No, I think I that think they, no, I think it's the latter. I think that they literally think that we are brain dead. And I think that um, our, the American government, but the way that they have been handling um, the public education system, not even as of late, but as of the past, like, since I've been alive, um, go, kind of goes hand in hand with that. I think that it's very uh, intentional. It's true that people aren't very smart, the average person. But no, also I'm not even saying that. I don't think that we are stupid by default. I think that our... What I was trying to say is that I think that our, like, even with less and less decorum over time and being even less and less sneaky, um, are intentionally, I mean, they are just like restricting access to information, um, just restricting access to education as a whole to but Americans. It's easier, than ever to find, it's easier than ever to recognize these things. And that's the thing, I, people are recognizing it. That's the yeah, thing. And but, again, my thing is, I will never give these people more credit than they're due. And again, by all accounts, on the things I've seen just in the last few years, in attempts that the elite have made to try to trick and derail us from the truth, they just aren't very smart. I'm not going to give them more credit than they're due. That, that, like, it, it feeds into, it, it helps feed the narrative of self-defeat that normal people 
can fall into easily if we give them more credit than they're due. Now, if these people were truly very smart, then, okay, you're giving them due credit. But I just don't think they're very intelligent. I just I don't think they are. Really, yeah. I feel really selfish, like, recontextualizing this specific genocide into, like, what's going on internally within the United States. But I also think that it is topical given um, the U.S. government's literal, you know, like, puppeteering of everything that's going on in the Middle East for the past several decades period you know i but think that um, they've lost it yes yeah but what, what i'm saying though is just like i think it is important to um sort of get like a a generalized like kind of discussion going about why it is happening and how they're attempting to manipulate the perception of what's going on outside of the u.s to United States citizens, you know, um, yeah. regardless of it, like whether it being like media manipulation or like how they handle our our direct access to information. Interestingly, the um, Osama bin Laden's um, letter to America from like 2002 um, being like wiped off the of like the guardians page it was like an article they posted in like 2002 and today like this morning it got like wiped and a lot of people are like popping off about it because they're like Fuck! and it's not like people are like co-signing what anything that he was a part of it's more just like why am i not able to like read this you know, but if you if you, um, if you if you want to read these things, you can access. Them. You can That's find the them. You me. can. Like, uh, but I don't think that they've actually limited anything. I think the internet's really cool, and this is why I always say it's a neutral force because people keep records of these things. People archive these things. You can't actually get rid of this stuff. No matter how no matter how many websites that are like the major websites that you bribe, no matter how much you consolidate the websites people actually use day to day. There are web the websites that people don't use every day still exist. You can still go to another Geocity. website. To no, yeah. yeah, it's um no, the internet is forever. That's the age old rule. That is the a uh, rule that's existed. Forever. But you see, this is my point. Since like, the internet, they're so but they're so stupid. They think they can just delete it from the Guardian's website. And that will make but, it so that no one knows it yeah. exists. No, I mean, it's like fucking stupid. I think like, that that's how dumb they that, are. <laughs> I think what that is, is more so like pressure on like individual media outlets. And it's not so much like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to block off people from being able to access this thing. It's more like you're co-signing this. Like, you know, whoever, no, no, like, whatever conglomerate, yeah. So it's it's more so that, but I also think that they think that they're going to, like, shut off whatever few, like, very surface-level internet browser people are going to have, like, that's, like, their, I think, what their perception is of it. But right. regardless, what I was trying to say is that um, I just, like, I don't want to center the United States in this situation despite the heavy-handed blood on our hands our our government's hands in this situation but like 
I just mean as far as talking about like what's going on domestically as a result. But um, it's I think it's. I'm just like kind of perplexed by the lack of um, discourse about the infringement on like the First Amendment as far as people being able to articulate their um, dissatisfaction with support to Israel, you know? Um, the fact that it is, like, legally restricted in a majority of the United States to express any kind of discontentment um, publicly about Israel. Like, it's, like, quote-unquote, like, anti-Israel sen sentiments, but it's, like... If you even just say, like, you're just, like, pro-Palestinian rights or, like, you know, ceasefire, that kind of shit, like, that falls under that umbrella. Because they claim it's hate speech. That, that's their excuse. Yeah. They're, and they're basically like, using the Civil Rights Act to, to justify yeah. curbing free speech. And, like, for a specific example in uh, Texas, what's the name of the... There was, like, a really major... So, there's, like, a contractual obligation to not speak anti-Israel sentiments if you want to have government funding to rebuild your home as a result of that storm in Texas. Um, I'll have to, like double check to confirm i don't want to like spread any like misinformation thinking, or anything if i'm thinking but correctly it was like a few years ago so it looks this like is hurricane like, harvey was 2017 and i feel like that was the time when there was a really big hurricane that hit texas like it like hit texas and it hit a little further east which was kind of unusual yeah you know I don't want to like solidify it because I I I don't remember the specific storm that this came that this information came out of, but this isn't new. This is like a pretty this is this is just supposed to be like one example of years long of similar contractual obligations of things that are totally unrelated to foreign policy at all. It's like extremely domestic. Um but yeah, like, so for the, the justification of that being that it's, like, to prevent anti-Semitism, it just, like, frustrates me because it's, like, why is that used as justification for this in terms of, like, restricting, ultimately, like, your First Amendment right in the United States when, alternatively, you can publicly present yourself, like, proud around as a neo-Nazi, or as a KKK member, or as literally anything. And that can't be restricted through preventing anti-Semitism. But if somebody wants to express um, pro-Palestinian uh, sentiments publicly, or if they even just want to be like, hey, I don't like how much money we throw at Israel when they colonize other places. Like, that's anti-Semitic, right? Yeah, but that's easy. That's because neo-Nazis drum up business for the Israel lobby. Neo-Nazis aren't really a threat. Like, they, sure, they no, might I understand from that. time to time. But th there's no mass movement that will build around No, Nazis. yeah. Versus, this. I get that. No, but but the, this is my point, though: is there yeah. is clearly a mass movement that's forming against Israel. People, again, like you said, people are being threatened with all sorts. There are all sorts of threats being levied toward people 
if they protest in defense of Gazans, if they protest against this war in Gaza, if they protest mm -hmm. against the lack of, like, no one even listening to the idea. In fact, even though this is changing because the United States is realizing that their power is slipping throughout the mm -hmm. world. but Especially the Democratic Party. Right, but protesting in support for some kind of ceasefire or a stoppage of fighting or whatever. It's because that's a thing that is actually that actually can unite people. People can unite around the idea that it's wrong to kill to indiscriminately kill women and children and men. But again, most of these attacks, like most of the people being killed in these attacks are women and children. Everyone that's despicable to everyone. And they don't have the consensus anymore to just convince everyone that Israel can do whatever they want. It's not mm -hmm. possible. Between technologies and media that we have today, between people just knowing what's right and wrong, they can't do that. Nazis don't pose the same threat to them that this poses to them. So they have to stop this. Nazis allow for them to drum up business and to, to, to generate more money for their NGOs, more money for their lobbies. That's what that does. This doesn't do that. This actively harms their fundraising efforts and shit. They can't stand. They can't stand for this, and so that's why. Yeah, because if you look at the 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 lobbying finances of like any uh, senator, congressman, political entity here, and see how much of that is drawn from pro-Israel groups, it is significant. But that's not yeah. necessarily the direction I was trying to go in because I agree with you, but what I'm saying is like, we, we love to discuss the extensiveness of both our first and our second amendment rights, especially within like, you know, like the past 10 years, these are the two that I think, um, drum up the most media attention in a variety of ways in the United States. And just a point of clarification, we being normal people or the elite? Because the elite touts those things out of pure opportunism. We do because we believe it. I'll strip, I'll take the Second Amendment out of there and just focus on the First Amendment. But I feel like it kind of is like both. It's, I, it, it's, it's weaponized and also like utilized um on multiple ends for a variety of reasons it's just what i'm saying is like it is a tantamount amendment that drums up a lot of controversy very easily in the media for a variety of reasons especially within the past like five to ten years um and you could say that for both ends for again like a, just a fuckload of reasons but at the end of the day like for people who were like so like gung ho about our our constitution and about like what our fundamental rights are as American citizens, um, to be talking about it all the time, this and that, and this and that. I just don't understand why there's not more discourse about it amongst regular people. I hear a lot um, of it. Like, and this is you know, it's all subjective. I hear a lot of it. That's all I hear is people saying they claim, like, again, they being the powers that be, claim that they believe that free speech is important, believe that we should have it. Yeah, but, it, like, specifically pertains, in this context about, yeah, like... Yeah, no, um, in, in, in this context. 
specifically oh. about Israel. That's oh. all I'm hearing. And again, I'm around people who, the only people I'm around who don't agree and believe this are old people. But I, you know, out of all the people that are younger than, you know, 50, every single person I ever speak to in person on the internet, this is where they come at, at this issue on. But so, oh. I'm sorry, I, I think this is a great conversation and it's something we will obviously continue to have the ability to speak about because it seems like this will be ongoing. I've got a heart out. Um, so I'm going to have to go ahead and wrap right now. But I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you because I, I think it's a great conversation. But um, yeah. Part two? Yeah. And I've got a fun question to ask you for the next episode. Because um, I was going to ask it to try to cap off, but it's, it's too good. We need time to talk about it. It's about Drake. We oh! need time to Oh, no. But, um, okay. So that, hey, I'll leave everybody on a cliffhanger. If you're ready. We'll do a for, part two. We promise. Yeah. But all right. Well, I appreciate you, you know, hanging out. And this has been fun. Yeah. But, uh, it's like cribs, but uh, y'all got to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, thanks uh-huh. everybody for, for listening. And um, we'll see you on the next yeah. one. When the money's low and you ain't got the back You ain't gotta ask, you know I got to tap Baby, sign me up to be that kind of love The person you can count on, the person you be down for You can sign me up, be that kind of love the person you can count on, the person you can trust Man, I wish I loved, I wish I loved, I wish I loved somebody